Welcome back to episode 131 of Chess Journeys, Tales of Adult Improvement. Here at Chess Journeys, we love to explore the stories of uh, meteoric rises and rating gains, but we also dive into the more realistic eras in the plateaus, and sometimes even into the pits of despair. If you want to support the show, you can go to Patreon Chess Journeys, and I want to thank our queen-level supporters, Blundergoat, Tim Everett, Scott B4, B6 Joe, Matt Bush, Jay Garrison, Donna Rich Burgess, Brandon Hallside, Jeff Peterson, Tobias Rex, Bob Berger, Nicholas Harrigan, Rich, Bradley Fletcher, sorry, Bradley Fenner, Fletcher Ray, Nathan Peterson, Christian Glaw, and our King-level supporter, Ian Samples. If you want to appear on the show, you fill out the Google form in the show notes. That's where I got our guest from today. We do all want to hear your story. If you're interested in getting better at chess, which my guess is you are, you can still get Noel Studer's Next Level Training Program, and there's a code in the show notes that supports the show and gets you a discount. Now, I want to bring in our guest of the hour. We have David. He is a very dedicated chess improver, putting in big hours each week despite a family and a career. I'm really fascinated to see how he manages to carve out so much time for chess. He was also recently on Perpetual Chess, talking about Jeremy Silman's amazing The Amateur's Mind. So if you want to hear more about that book, or you just love David's voice, what a great opportunity <laughs> that is. So David, welcome to the show, and have you had a chance to play any chess yet today? Yeah, hey Kevin. Yeah, I have. I've been uh, doing, I did about an hour of tactics time uh, this morning, which is the tactics book for my level in chess dojo. So got about an hour in, uh, then I got a one rapid game, I uh, got my head bashed in um and uh so that that was always a, a good start to the day okay when you say tactics for your level what book is that currently is that the that tactic book? yeah tactics time is the name of the book oh um, i thought yeah, you yeah. were saying yeah you label your morning as tactics, <laughs> tactics time. time yeah no no i'm not that creative um no yeah that's that's the book it's a it's actually a pretty nice book i don't know if you've heard of it but it's the, the format I like because it has the the puzzle and then the next page you flip over and it's the answer. And as a, you know, a couple lines here or there, as opposed uh -huh. to having to like flip to the back of the book after you've done 20 and you can't remember what you were thinking yeah. anyway. So good, good format. That's cool. And when you say it has the answer, is it just like a whole page that just says Bishop takes F6 or is there like some words that sort of help no there's that's what i like. there's some words and uh you know depending right. on sometimes it's pretty clear it's like okay you yeah. fork the king and queen but sometimes it says oh this is a typical pattern in this opening that you should mm. learn or this is a whatever type of mate you know there's uh all the names that i still don't know and so mm. it's good for somebody at my level who's kind of newish um to kind of get you into the the terminology a, a bit so it's pretty helpful very cool. Taken um, from real games, a lot of them actually from Colorado, which is pretty interesting. It's where oh. I live. So actually, my first tournament, um, one of the ladies who beat my head in uh, is featured in the book. So kind of kind of interesting. Yeah? Okay, so a lot of the tactics are coming from amateur games all of them from amateur games. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, and he, he went before there was this is maybe early 2010s maybe before there mm. were you know he was going out collecting the score you know the sheets from the games yeah. okay. <laughs> and working through them so yeah pretty cool work so this is before you could just like comb through the Lee chess data exactly yeah 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 predates all that okay wow yeah so this sounds like a labor of love exactly uh, from all the colorado 
Coloradoans? I don't even know what you call it. That works for me. Works for me, Kevin. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's cool. I feel like that's a good book. What ratings level does the dojo say it's for? Yeah, so I'm in the 1100 to 1200 normalized Mm. rating. So I was 1581 Lee Chess Classical, which they discount to that range to be equivalent to FIDE. So that's the range where you'll get the book. Okay. Interesting. So I'm I'm thinking yeah. I'm thinking about this book specifically for my daughter. She might yeah. not be high enough yet. I might just buy it and we'll see. I you will know, say I, this: she I hates books. It... <laughs> she hates tactics puzzles. So a tactics yeah. book is like a nightmare for her. Yeah, yeah, double on double. You know, I got it electronically. You know, so I can have it up on one half of the computer screen. I write my answers yeah. in a Word doc on the side. Nice. I I, th- I think the puzzles are are a little less boring than the other book at this level is Polgar mates and two, where we, we have to do like a thousand of them. Um, you know, that's a little more painful yeah. to me than, than this. These are kind of interesting puzzles. Okay. That's interesting. Um, yeah. let's talk about the chess dojo real quick. Cause I have a yeah. question for you. Sure. I am in the chess dojo. All right. I don't use it that much because I kind of have my own training program yeah. that I'm using and where it matches. I do it. I do some of the things like the end game positions I need to know for that level. I find that very important. Sometimes I spar with people, but I technically graduated and I'm like, should I click the graduation button or is that just a sham? Because I'm, I haven't really done that much. Plus who knows next tournament, I might lose another 50 points and then be in the earlier. Do I have to ungraduate myself? Like I'm a little confused. Yeah, so I should say that a disclaimer that all of these views are my own and not expressly for Chess Dojo. <laughs> okay, all right, but enough. but yeah, no. But if I think if you if you have the rating, push the button. Okay. Um, and, and the reason why one of the cool things a lot of people I started like in December, so I've only been this for a little over a month, maybe a month and a half. And a lot of people, I think, started the dojo before they went dojo 2.0, where they kind of gamified it. And there's real this nice tracker. There's no Excel spreadsheets all over the place. (laughs) I would would have dropped out in a day if I had to do all that crap. (laughs) But but now it's a really great thing. And and they uh, so Jesse will highlight one of your games on their graduation show. Oh no! Okay. Which, <laughs> which yeah, uh, he, of course he picked one where my opponent didn't use any time. I oh. lost really quickly, so I didn't use any time, and so he told me I had a disease of not using time. Wow. Um, you know, but, so but I will say, <laughs> I thought it was pretty cool to hear him talk through one of my games, even yeah. though it gave me a hard time. But I, I think it's good because if you graduate, you go to the next cohort yeah. um, and you're in with a new group of folks and you can focus on that level of training. So it's good. The reason why I'm really thankful for it is I don't have my own program. Yeah. Okay. Well, I did. I had like 10 different things that I was doing. None of it was working in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And I spent a lot of my time thinking about, well, what do I need to be studying? And I, I know other people in the dojo, it's like, you don't have to think about that. You have three people who know a lot more about chess than you do are telling you, here's what you need to study at your level to get better. And so, you know, if you believe in the program, I, I it's really helpful, but I would push the button, Kevin. I would just push okay. it. See push, where it takes you. Push the button. It's you don't because... ungraduate. You don't ungraduate. <laughs> you don't ungraduate. No, you don't ungraduate. Yeah, that's good. You have the diploma. They can't take it from you. <laughs> uh, it's funny because like, I realized that one of the books I was supposed to read was Capablanca's chess endings. And I had actually just finished it. I was like, oh, cool. And then so I was like, I clicked it. And it was like, how much time have you spent today? And I was like, oh, well, I finished the book. Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Do I put like 
today I did it for 47 hours or? Yeah, I think so. I think it's good faith estimates, right? Like none of this. So when I was at a firm, we had to count our time by six minute increments. That was our value to the world. It's just like awful. Uh, I don't view this like that. Like nobody really cares. And if you said you did something for like 200 hours, but you only did it for two, like you're only hurting yourself. (laughs) You know, like it's like cheating at chess. Like it still baffles my brain why people would do that. You're just wasting your time. But anyway, that's another topic, but yeah, I think, you know, good faith estimate and, uh, and put the time in there give yourself credit. That's kind of nice. You get a two for there. Cool. So I'll do that. I'll click that button. I'll click the graduate button. I'll move on. Yeah. I mean, this is a, an expert at the dojo, Kevin, right? I've been doing it for a month. So any other <laughs> questions you have, I'm, I'm your guy. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Happy to hear that. And have you been enjoying it? Sounds like you have. I love it. I, I absolutely love it. It gives me you know, I was spending so much time, you know, 20, sometimes 30 hours a week on chess. And it just felt like I was spinning my wheels. Now it's like, okay, I click a little box and yeah. I'm moving forward. You know, I'm, I'm putting in time. It's being captured. I actually know really how much time I'm spending as opposed to like what I think right. I might be spending. Yeah. Um, you know, so a lot of reasons I really like it. The community is huge. Uh, right. I, you know, sparring and, and having other people, it's been huge encouragement me you know i'm not everybody in my family thinks i'm a complete nutter for for loving this game so much it's like it's but it's just like a board game yeah. i was like yeah but it's it's more than that to me yeah. and so other kind of people who get it it's nice to be right. able to talk about Have you had anyone in your life be like you love chess i love monopoly and you're like no they're different man <laughs> yeah uh, yeah absolutely i mean you, you get like checkers you get all all the games it's like yeah but this it's mm-hmm. different. I don't know if I can explain how. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's interesting. I, I will say uh, I really like the changes that the dojo made with 2.0, especially the time controls. I think they were a little bit too, like I agreed with everything they said, right? Like the longer, the better. And if you sit over the board for a four hour game, boy, the lessons you learn are so much more. But I think especially at lower ratings, like an hour long game, I think comp- accomplishes much of the same. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, 30, 30 time control is still what they require of me. Um, yeah. And for me, that's just right. You know, it's like beyond that, I'm not sure if I have a lot of deep thoughts that are going on in my brain other than <laughs> huh, I wonder how long this game is going to last. <laughs> yeah, this person just move already. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Okay. Um, getting back to something you said at the beginning, you said uh, you played a rapid game this morning. I'm just curious, like, what is your rapid time control? Yeah, 1510. That's uh, what I do. And I don't get credit for that anymore at my level in the dojo. You used to get okay. what they call blunder games. Uh-huh. Um, and but I don't I don't get credit. But I when I, I go out to the gym, lift weights, and then I'd get on the treadmill and typically play one or two rapid games mm. while I'm on the treadmill. So it okay. it kind of gets me a little bit into just moving the pieces. I don't take it too seriously, but kind of get a little exercise and a little bit of chess in at the same yeah, time. Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. So you're still getting something out of these rapid games. Do you look at them at all when you're done? I or do, you just I, I do, yeah. And I, I play exclusively on Lee Chess now. That was one of the changes that came with going to the dojo, um, just longer time mm. controls and, and and creating studies and all that. Um yeah. but yeah, I, I do. I, I look at and I'm I'm changing. We can talk about this, but I'm I played the English because the guy who got me into chess played the English, and he said, "Well, you'll throw your opponents off." And really? sure, I mean, only four percent of games on Lee yeah. Chess start with C4. Yep. Uh, so, but I'm 
my coach, I, I got a coach and he, he finally said like, just start playing E4 and, <laughs> and trying to learn. So I'm totally starting over. So, you know, it's, um, but yeah, I do, I do the analysis afterwards and just kind of click through, see where I messed up, particularly with changing from C4 to E4. It's kind of, yeah. I'm really, I have no, no theory. Um, not that my games stay in theory more than six moves anyway, but, uh, but yeah, I'm really starting over. So it's kind of fun. Have you been taking a big ratings hit moving to E4? I've been playing a lot of unrated games. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Um, yeah. That's always like the, the big fear, right? Is if I switch yeah. openings, I'm going to lose a lot of games because that's just how yeah. it works. You knew all these nuances yeah. from your old opening. Now you don't know anything. Yeah. And I, I turned off the ability for me to see ratings on Lee chess because okay. I'm, I'm really trying not to focus on that and just trying to, to learn. It's okay. hard not to focus on ratings. Yeah. So uh, what's so, the strategy there? Why not know their rating? Uh, so a lot of times know the opponent's rating you're talking yeah. about. Mm -hmm. If they were higher rated than me, then I would get nervous. If they were lower rated than me, I would get nervous for different reasons. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, I, if, if they're higher, it's like, well, they're going to crush me. I don't have a chance. If they're mm -hmm. lower then I'm like, I'm an idiot if I don't beat them. And so now it's just like focusing on the chess. There's Bob or whatever handle is on the other side. Right. I don't know if they're, I mean, I set my games to where they're either my level or plus a hundred. So I know roughly the range they're yeah. in, you know, okay. so. that's interesting. Yeah, I had that this past week. We have our over-the-board tournament, and I was paired against a kid who's rated a 1,000, but he's not like a wonder kid. He's like a regular kid, right, who just like was in the junior section and then moved up to the adult section, and I was like, oh, man, I'm not if allowed. If I lose to, here. I'm not allowed to lose to him, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. if I lose to him, yeah, bad day, not just for my ratings, but like just my overall psyche your soul right like i'm fine losing to the 11 year olds who are like i've been playing for five years and grinding yeah. and i'm like whatever you're just better than me i can deal yeah. with that yeah um but yeah so it was interesting and i had this moment where i could make a really cute move which was a really cool move or i could just make regular moves and i've had this nasty habit of making the cool move and it doesn't work and yeah so i calculated this for a long time and it worked but it didn't work actually he had a <laughs> reputation it was a very hard to find reputation but you know someone at my level probably would have found it because it's either you find the reputation or you lose mm. um and so he couldn't find it and he lost basically on the spot but it was uh it was one of those moments where i was like oh my goodness like i could beat myself here right like this could yeah. be the moment where i actually lose and he didn't do anything. He was just like, oh, you made a weird move and then I won. Cool. So, yeah, yeah it's, it can be challenging having that um, psychological piece. And I was not allowed to turn off his rating. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's uh, it's harder in OTB, right? Because you, you get the pairing sheet and it's like I've tried before to like squint my eyes and just see if I'm white <laughs> or black. And uh, right. But you always see it, right? It's yeah. it's It's harder OTB for sure. Yeah, it really is. So at some point, I'm going to have to deal with my mental issues, but uh, I'll Not delay yet. that as long as I can. Yeah, that's fair. Um, let's just go back to the beginning of your chess journey. Sure. Did you play it all as a little kid? Not at all. Oh, Not, wow. okay. not a bit. So 20, 2022 was the first time I touched a chess piece or thought about chess. Wow. And um, is this like post 
So this was not even inspired by Queen's Gambit. This is no, like I, I hadn't even watched Queen's Gambit. Uh, didn't touch chess during COVID, which is you know okay. like eighty percent of the guests on Perpetual Chess that are like adult improvers. Yeah. Like I watched Queen's or Queen's Gambit during COVID, and now I love chess. Yeah. I, neither one of those uh, things. Oh wow! Okay. Um, I, I actually turned on Queen's Gambit one time, but it, like kids were taking drugs and it weirded me out and so i just turned it off i was like i don't want i can't handle this i've got three kids i don't you thought it was weird that the five-year-olds were all taking drugs yeah it just it just it just really weirded me out i was like this seems really dark i don't i don't want any part of this definitely Um, a little dark yeah yeah um but yeah so one of my friends we were actually into super into archery at the time and Mm. we were like shooting and stopped to drink a beer and he told me well i'm going to the colorado chess state chess tournament or something i was like well that's interesting um and then he kind of slowly got me into it we played little games and then he dragged me to an otb tournament and i like i'd never played on a clock uh i had never like written down i didn't know how to write down my moves oh yeah Uh, so i just went to this tournament mlk memorial like i guess it was last year this january 2023 yeah Uh, so it would have been this past weekend wow and um I played this fifth grader mm. uh, and I mean, he smelled blood. I mean, he could tell like <laughs> I'd never play. I didn't even know how the clock worked. I didn't know right. like, who's, do we set up the pieces? Like just trying to figure out, okay, how the pieces, <laughs> where they go. And I mean, I just, as you can imagine how this went, I just you got my slaughtered him. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> I just got destroyed mm. um, by everyone so it was a uh, three rounds the first day mm. two rounds the second day lost every match w- mm. never even had a fighting chance what was uh, the time control it was 90 30 okay so you're you're like jumping in <laughs> just diving in the deep the- end yeah i mean just <laughs> like he was like i'm going to this tournament why don't you come i was like oh okay i mean why not sure. i mean That's it's fun. chess we've played chess a couple times That's um hilarious yeah so it was uh it was it was a, I guess, a rude awakening, you know. But he, he was playing like, you know, four-hour matches, really yeah. intense. And we finished the first uh, day, and he had played these three long matches. I played three pretty short matches because I didn't survive that long. Yeah. And he was like, "Oh man, I'm exhausted." I was like, "I don't, I'm not even like mentally tired." <laughs> let's go hang out. Let's do. Stuff. Yeah, let's go do something. Yeah, but uh, so that was my, that was my origin story. Uh, wasn't very. Uh, strong uh, okay but... well i have to ask this question why didn't you just quit then because that sounds terrible what yeah. was it about that experience where you're like you know what i'm coming back for more yeah you know it's interesting so i did the start of chess and why i spend so much time on it is i just finished um a degree an advanced degree in securities and in, in law called an llm so if, if you don't get enough and you're JD and you just want more suffering, uh, you can go, you can go get an LM. And that, that's what I did. And that was about 20 to 30 hours a week. I was putting in that on top of work for about two and a half years. Hmm. And I realized that, you know, it's like stopping smoking. If I just stop cold Turkey Hmm. and don't have this intellectual stimulation, it's not going to be like good for me because I I felt like it was like the, the studies and the work, they were very, they helped each other. So like my yeah. studies would help me be better at work and vice versa. And chess just kind of took the place of that. Um, mm-hmm. It was, 
it was really kind of okay. This is very much less expensive than another degree, which my <laughs> wife told me that that was not going to happen. I had enough of those. Um, but it was something that, you know, one of my bosses said, why I like securities regulation is you'll never get to the bottom of it. And, and uh, chess is very similar. Like you, yeah. there's always something else to learn, yeah. always something more to do. So it was very, very appealing to me. On okay, that's cool. So you got into it because of sort of the challenge, the yeah. never ending challenge, and you were looking for a challenge. So I guess that makes sense. Like how much uh, time a day or week were you spending on this degree? Probably quite a bit, right? Yeah, yeah. It was, it was probably averaged out to about 20 to 30 hours a week. Gotcha. Um, and so it's just chess filled that same uh, segment. So you had already carved out that time in your life and you just put chess into that time slot. That's right. Yeah, yeah, I was very kind of fortunate that way that, you know, it, it made me better at work and, and chess does that as well. Um, it, it It's kind of interesting. I can turn off of work, lean into something else. And by the time it's time to lean back into work, I'm kind of intellectually ready. Hmm, That's really interesting. I love that selling pitch. You're like, no, no, family. It's not taking time away. It's helping me be better. Oh, that's such a great line. I'm going to try that. You know, I'm pretty good at justifying things, Kevin. <laughs> that, this is what fascinates me most about your story. Like most adult improvers are like, I get up early before my family and I can squeeze in 30 minutes there. And then I squeeze in 30 minutes this other period. But you were able to carve out all this time. So I guess where does this time come in your day? Where, where yeah. do you able to find this much time? So, so typically I don't sleep a lot as you can uh, imagine. So I, I get up very early. Um, you know, it's like, so for example, my chess lesson is at five 30 in the morning, my time on uh, a Saturday. Okay. Um, so, you know, I, I wake up four 35 every day. I have a couple hours and sometimes, like I said, I'm doing my workout and chess. Yeah. Uh, and then in the evenings, um, you know, I've, all my family's doing other stuff anyway. So I, I grab a couple hours there Saturday, Sunday, you know, I'll just have significant blocks uh, during those days where we aren't doing something where I get it in. So okay. it, it all adds up. How old are these kids that you have? Yeah, 13, 11, and 6. Oh, okay. See, I have a 9-year-old, and my 9-year-old, like, I'll just be in here playing chess, and she'll be she'll just come in and be like, hey, I miss you. And I'm like, what? Can't, I can't get, like, 20 minutes? I, I mean, I miss yeah. you, too. But Now, now this happens. So so my six-year-old, so I'll be, I, when I play the long game, so, like, still the dojo is 60-30 on their classical tournament games, which, you you know. Yeah. Um, so I, I set up my board down here. I have it right here. And I'll be, you know, playing online, but I'll be playing moving the pieces. Nice. And my six-year-old will come in. Um, who, who knows? Maybe she'll be a chess prodigy, but yeah. she'll just look at the board and go, <laughs> you don't see it, Dad? Like, <laughs> she sees this magical move. She loves to push pawns. Um, so I'm like, does it involve a pawn? Because I'm not going to push one. <laughs> but yeah, she she does that. She's a, a, a frequent F3. viewer. Three is the answer. It's always the answer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, and a lot of that goes on too. I'm not saying it's uninterrupted grandmaster study gotcha. time. Gotcha. Yeah. But you're able to carve it out. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's fascinating. Um. Any lessons for people out there who are saying like, come on, David, this is unrealistic. Like, are there any suggestions you can give to people of how to go about carving out that time? So it sounds like one is just get up crazy early when no one else wants to be up anyway. Okay. So there, there's tip one. Yeah. yeah. So, so the best piece of advice was, okay, you'll love this story. So I just recently graduated college 
Okay. Which meant, and I was like doing an internship. So this means I had all the time in the world. Right? Mm, I didn't yeah. know this. I, I had no <laughs> idea because right. I'm a 21 year old idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember those days. Yes. They were not bad, <laughs> um, but, but I was living with my uncle at the time and he asked me if I wanted to do something. And I stupidly said, oh, I don't have time. Yeah. To yeah. which he looked at me and he said, son, you always have time for what you make time for. Ooh, okay. Now, grammatically, that may not be the best sentence, but it was a very profound mm. insight for a 21-year-old. And I, I truly believe that's true. When people, I hear all the time on chess podcasts, well, I only have 15 minutes or only have 30 minutes. Yeah. And I want to say, okay, the better way to say that is you only make 15 minutes or you only make 30 minutes. Yeah. Because I guarantee you, you can make as much time as you want. There, something else will just have to go. So yeah. you always have time for what you make time for. It's what you enjoy, what you value. You value sleep or you want another hour of chess or you want to watch TV or do you want another hour of chess? It, it's just, we yeah. all have the same amount of time and we can allocate it however we want. Um, right. Even if we have a demanding job like I do, you still have a lot of time to play with. Yeah, that's so challenging though. Like for me with how my brain works, I know that if I cut into the sleep part, it means everything else I do is worse, right? So it's like, yes, I could generate two more hours of chess a day, and then I'd be bad at everything, including chess. Yeah, no, no, and everybody's uniquely different. I'm one of the people. I'm obviously one of the people that doesn't need a lot of sleep. So uh, for me, it is it is somewhat cheating, um, I, I suppose. So so not everybody's kind of made up the same way, or yeah. you know. So, yeah, I mean, I'll concede that point, but there are other things. I mean, yeah. now some people, like if you're working at an investment bank in New York and you literally work 120 hours a week, then, okay, well, maybe what I said isn't true. Like, I'm just saying general, general things, right. there are exceptions, but I think for most people, uh, you can find as much time as you want to for chess. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely parts of my day where I'm like doing something else that's just like a fun time-wasting mental cleanser. And I'm like, you know what I could be doing right now? I could be studying chess. Yeah, yeah. And the funny thing I, is I, think... I always feel a little guilty even. I'm like, oh no, I should be doing chess. <laughs> but yeah, and see, that's the thing. If it's guilt-driven, it's never going to last, right? It's what you want to make time for. But I think, you know, look at your social, just look at your, like your phone gives weekly updates on how yeah. many hours you spend on your phone. Or, honestly, look at how much TV is being consumed or are these other things. And if you aggregate that up, I guarantee you it's probably going to be 20 hours a week, like all those sorts of things. Maybe I'm wrong, but yeah. I think probably for a lot of people, um, and fine, maybe that's how you want to spend those 20 hours. I'm not saying you should spend them on chess. I'm just saying you could probably if you wanted to. Yeah, that's why I try to <clears throat> divide up my chess study time into different chunks. So I have yeah. like things when I'm really like, like this is chess study time. This is the hour I'm going to study chess and I do like calculation work or rapid games. But then I also will do things where it's like, I'm in the mood for kind of a time waster. Like I'm not in the mood to go deep. Maybe now I'll do a puzzle rush or I'll play a blitz game. And so it's like a way to get more chess in there. Even if my brain's like, Hey, I'm not ready to be like hardcore chess right now. So. Yeah, no, I, I think that makes good sense. And, you know, I think I do think, and I've only had a coach um, I've had two different coaches, but I, I do think one of the value that, that they provide is 
here's an emphasis, you know, like, so mm. from my lesson Saturday, it's like, okay, we're switching to E4. One of the books I was supposed to do in the previous cohort that I didn't do was the first book of Morphe. So I, mm. I'm going through, I'm going through that book as I'm trying to shift to more active positions. That makes sense. And, and, you know, so you kind of have a theme of the week or, you know, to yeah. your point, you have something you're, you're working towards or a, a program where you can kind of allocate, well, I feel like doing some tactics, feel like doing some model games. And I just want to play for a bit, even if I'm not getting credit for it, because yeah. Rapid's kind of more fun um, for me anyways. So, yeah. What do you think of the first book of Morphe? I really like it. It's, um, you know, so for somebody my level, it's not so heavy in variations. Mm -hmm. Like the descriptions of the moves are like, you know, a couple sentences. And if there is a variation, it's actually something I'd say maybe for the first time that I can follow, <laughs> like I actually do try to follow. Um, and I do like making a lead chess study as I'm going through it. So kind of putting in some notes. I've, it's probably logical chess move by move was really helpful as well. I'd say mm -hmm. kind of, I'd say they're kind of similar books um, as far as how I've enjoyed them. But I think I like Morphe, a first book of Morphe a little better. His games are just fun to watch. <laughs> He's just like, yeah bashing people uh and that's he's his his the way he plays is entertaining yeah i agree i think i would put that in one of my it'd be in my top 10 list of like i don't know what i want to say like under a thousand or something whatever whatever sort of lower rating i just think that's such an amazing book for you know both getting like opening principles yeah in your head and then seeing sample games seeing mating patterns like i feel like that book kind of does everything uh, yeah. I had never heard of the fine, you know, 30 principles. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and so like, that's another, to your point, that's another huge advantage, you know, like the dojo, like bashes principles, <laughs> but I think you can bash principles when you're an IONM, a GM, right? Like yeah, yeah. before you disregard the principle, you have to understand it and then understand why it should be disregarded in a certain yeah. position. Right. So I, yeah, I'm still in the opening section, um, but hugely helpful and and particularly now that i've i've left openings where i'm familiar and i'm just going off of opening principles when i'm annotating yeah. my games for the dojo i tie it back to finds principles and oh, well this is consistent with that or not and so it's helping yeah. me kind of think deeply and like okay cool. when did my opponent violate an opening rule yeah and did it make sense or not so it, it kind of every game is a chance to interact with the principles which is kind of neat yeah, Helpful. I agree. Um, I really, it's like the one book I can get my daughter to look at with me. We'll look at it together and she gets to be Morphe and I'd oh, be, I'm his opponent. That's a good draw. Right? It's a yeah, good draw. Exactly. And so it's like, <laughs> what do you think Morphe's going to do? And so she's trying to figure out Morphe's move. And That's then I'm cool. like, well, his chump opponent did this. And then she's like, <laughs> you're going down. I love it. Yeah, that's fun. And then we usually do a little thing at the end where we'll be like, what was the point of this game again? Oh, right. The show. What happens if you don't uh, develop your pieces fast enough? Yeah. And what did Morphe do? You know, and we always say that when you make a mistake against Morphe, what does he do? He crashes. <laughs> I love it. That's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, that's. Yeah. Uh, I think we'll yeah. do one today. We haven't done a Morphe game in a bit. And today we've got the whole day together. So I think we're going to. There do you go. What, Maybe that's my value add to you, Kevin. You that's it. Appreciate it. <laughs> um, <laughs> you said in our correspondence that before you joined the chess dojo, 
you sort of stumbled around for a year. I'm curious, what did that look like? Like, what kind of things did you do before you joined the dojo? Yeah, so my friend who got me into it was a big Silman guy. Ah. Um, and so, you know, like I have most Silman books and he gave me like reassess your chest. Oh, wow. So, so I'm like this. Chess. Are you going to reassess? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I, I just need to assess before I can reassess. So I dove into material that was not suited for me because yeah. it was suited for where he was. And, right. you know, he was just giving me what was helpful to him. Uh, and then I, I've stumbled upon this really great program called Chess Goals with Matt Jensen. I don't know if you've if you've heard of him, but he has right. like these free yeah. study plans. Mm -hmm. And yep. and he also had this thing where it's like you can make master at any age. And he he's a uh, numbers guy. And so he had based on this empirical data, but at this age, at this rating, you can you can if you work 20 hours a week, improve this much. And so based okay. on that model, I built out here's how I'm going to get to 2000 by 55. I'm 44 now. So I had this like 11 year plan, all based on numbers. And his plan was a lot like playing blitz and playing rapid and, mm -hmm. you know, doing all this stuff. And so I did that for a while. Um, and just I, I improved some you know, because it was better than what I had been doing, mm -hmm. but it was, it wasn't um, really as kind of structured as, as I was looking for. And so um, I was just kind of waving back and forth, playing a lot of chess. I'd play mm -hmm. like, you know, the tournaments on Lee chess or chess. I just play kind of a lot of rapid games and nice. uh, without a whole lot of intentional study of stuff that was appropriate for me. I'd, that's probably a high level way to put it yeah i guess my question then is did you see your rating going up with this just kind of i, I did a lot of rapid games yeah yeah i did i huh. i I probably maybe on chess.com went up like 600 points it was like but wow. i was of starting at like you know 400 something so yeah. i mean it's like it's hard not to go up uh you well, know why not just stick to that plan gain 600 points every few months you're you know not only going to be master you're gonna be gm it's gonna be great yeah 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 um no i don't know i just i didn't feel like it was as systematic as as i wanted it to be yeah. um and yeah. so yeah i mean i kind of just stumbled along the dojo thing i'd heard about the chess dojo but the name kind of sounded a little too intense for me <laughs> it was just like <laughs> i don't know like i don't know if i want to join a dojo yeah. um but but finally, I just I was like, okay, I'm gonna like try it out fifteen dollars okay. for a month and just see yeah. how I like it. And a good deal. Yeah, just felt it fit me. Um, okay, so I guess I want to ask this question. So you are just playing rapid games. Sure. You're gaining tons of rating points. Did you hit a plateau at some point and then look at the dojo, or you're just kind of like, I feel like I'm an adult and I need some structure and I want to know what I'm learning. Like, what was the motivation there? Yeah. No. You know. So when I made it was weird. Like I made a thousand on chess.com rapid. Um, then I made 1100 on chess.com rapid. Uh, and then it started going in reverse. Ah, okay. And, and so, you know, I quickly got to where I was like, okay, I don't want to lose the four digits, on <laughs> rapid. but it, it was getting relatively close to where like yeah. I had to like win a game to keep it. And so, you know, I, I got to 1100 and then was hovering. I think I'm still like at 1,020 something on, on chess.com rapid, which is why I'm like, okay, I'm just going to leave that there. I'm going to lead chess. Okay. And uh, so, yeah, I definitely hit a plateau and I'm still at a plateau uh, okay. to be honest. So when I started the dojo, I was at 1581 lead chess classical. I'm now at 1566 okay. after a ton of work uh, in yeah. the interim. So I'm, I'm down okay. points, definitely at a plateau. Okay. 
So yeah, so we're doing the adult thing where it's like playing a lot worked for a while, but now, but but once you hit the plateau, it feels like all right. Now I need to get some knowledge. I need to get some structure. Yeah. Um, and it sounds like it hasn't led to immediate ratings gains, which many of us have, adults have gone through this. So what's your reaction to that? Are you frustrated? Are you like, no, I'm just going to do the work and eventually the gains will come? Like, how are you processing this period? Yeah, yeah. So it was funny, you know, as I said, when I first started kind of thinking about chess in a systematic way, I had this 11 year plan to be 2000 by 55. Yeah. So when I hit this plateau and I was on chat and I was on chess dojo working hard and, and ratings just getting worse, I totally recalibrated what I wanted chess to be about for me. So, ah, okay. you know, it's, it's, it kind of, and it had some insights into my vocational journey. So I'm an in-house lawyer. And for the last six years, I've just said, what I want to be is a general counsel of a public company. Like in my chest, what I want is to be 2000 by 55, yeah. which are fine goals, but kind of unsatisfactory on a, like a deeper level. Uh -huh. So, you know, I was during the break, I was kind of doing some thinking and I said, well, if I set myself up to where I have an 11 year goal to hit a number and I don't hit that number, right. I failed. Yeah. Yeah. That's so tough. why not set up a path to where it's not about a number? And all I'm about is trying to be, you know, one of my professors in one of my degree programs said, the secret to being great is being average every day. Mm, okay. And there was another line that was like, yeah. okay, so think about process, think about the journey, um, not the destination. So I can't control my ratings. I can't control how my opponent plays. I can't, you know, it's like taking an exam. Like I, I can't control how the professor grades it. Yeah. What I can control is the effort I put into it. So it was recalibrating my journey into saying, you know, two components, one to work consistently hard every day toward yeah. a chess and then two to make contributions to the broader community. So it wasn't just about me and my number. It's, nice. it's about a bigger kind of scope. So that's how I responded to it was to say, well, I'm just going to reject it. I'm just going to reject the whole thing about okay. numbers as success. Yeah. Okay. And I'm going to re I'm going to rethink it for me. Yeah. Uh, and that is I can work, I can control how I work and I I'll learn. I mean, it may not, it may not result in higher numbers, but okay. if you don't primarily focus on the numbers, yeah. numbers are always there. Right. Then it's not a win or a lose. So now I can go to a game and say, I may win or may lose this game. I don't know. Um, but I will learn something from the game. Yeah. And, and I put better. in work before this game and I'm That's ready. right. And yeah. that, and I, so it's everything I can control, control yeah. my controllables and not, you know, set my kind of whole effort on things that are beyond my control. Yeah. I think that's such a healthy approach that, that I feel like a lot of people who go through the big long plateaus or even pits of despair, you either have to recalibrate wit or just have so much confidence that you're like, it's fine. I'll still make that number. Um, because I, I went through something similar this year where I worked really hard. I lost almost 200 points during the year. And it was just a moment of like, what are we even doing here? Like, yeah. how how could I know twice as much as I knew before, yet I'm 200 points lower? Like, these things do not add up. Yeah. And I've tried to take steps to turn that knowledge into skill and be very deliberate. And I think that's helped. But I think it's also helped just to kind of say like what you said. I can't control how underrated this kid is. All I can do is play the best I can. If he's rated 1200 and smokes me and plays like a 2000, like 
I, I, that is so out of my control. All I can yeah, do is play well. Yeah. So the, this this current uh, dojo classical tournament. So I'm playing my last match that I played. My guy was 100 points below me, so like 14 something. Okay. He played a 97 percent accuracy. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm playing freaking Magnus Carlson, right? You gotta get Kramnik on the case. Yeah, and, and and I yeah, and and I played a 94% accuracy. Oh wow. So it's just one of those games. I, I, I played really well for me. Yep. And he played really well and I, I lost. Yeah. That's so tough. the game before that, I had 91% accuracy and lost. My opponent uh-huh. had 94% accuracy. And I'm like, okay, well, if I'm only successful in my eyes if I win a game. Yeah. And I've had two really devastating failures. Right. But if you reframe it to say, okay, a 60 30 game that had like 80 something moves, I had 94% accuracy. Yeah. Okay. That's, That's success. Yeah. Right. Even though I lost and I lost points, I lost 10 rating points by playing <laughs> 94% accuracy. Like, that's it's just ridiculous. Like, yeah. it's stupid. You know, it's I hear you. In, in, in Vegas, I was doing well. And and so I've I've been trying not to do that thing where like after each round you check in the ratings calculator to see where you were. Yeah. But I was going into the last round and I was like, am I going to make eighteen hundred? That's really what I just want to want to know. And I put it in and it was like, no. Right now you're at seventeen eighty five or something. If you draw this game, you'll still be at seventeen eighty five. But you know what? If you win, you'll be at eighteen o two. And I was like, oh, okay. All I got to do is win. And I played a great game and I had some moments where I thought I was good and he found some great saving chances and I put in the engine. The engine was like, you both played 95% and basically played a perfect game. So congratulations. And you're also not 1800. And I was like, no. (laughs) Congratulations. You failed. (laughs) Depending on what your goals were. Right. It was so maddening. So I was like, what do I have to do? Like, I can't play better than this. This is as good as I can do. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we all look at ratings, right? I mean, it's it's important. It's part of chess. It's how the dojo's chopped up, right? Um, yeah. You know, it, it's just part of it. But I, I think it's reframing it to where it's not the main part. Um, yeah. For somebody who's in our situation where we, we may or may not ever improve our rating. Yeah. I, I don't know. I could be 55 and still 1566 lead chess classical. Yeah, and hopefully enjoying it. That That's the yeah. key. If you can still yeah. enjoy it, then that's that's a win. Yeah, exactly. Um, so do you still have it kind of in the back of your mind? Like, all right, all right, let's be real, David. Our goal, one of our goals is by the time I'm 55, I'm 2000. Is that kind of like a hundred percent? Would I mean, I'm listen, I'm I'm gonna be honest. Yeah. Of course, listen, I would love to, you know, one of the things that I was thinking about earlier is you, you never know what you can achieve if, unless you keep going. Yeah. Okay. You know, and so you know, a lot of people uh you know, get a plateau and quit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe that was the right decision for you. You had other things you want to do in life, but you know, I, I am just curious what, what's possible. Yeah. You know, the, the numbers say we'll never be titled players, Kevin. Yeah. Yeah. They sure we'll do. never hit 2000. I mean, the, all the studies, all the experts, but screw them. Yeah. I mean, who knows? They ha- there has never been another Kevin. There's never been another David. Sure. There's never been someone approaching study like we are. Um, mm-hmm. Technology is different. Knowledge is different. Yeah. You know, I just, I don't, I'm not going to let someone else tell me what's possible. I agree. They might Absolutely. be right. 
this is going to sound weird, but I don't really accept those studies because I feel like they're based on different data points. I just don't think we had an adult improver community like we have now where it's like, no, I am really putting in the work. No matter what the setbacks are, this is my goal to make a title. There's a whole bunch of older adults trying to do this. And I just don't really think we had that before. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe we didn't. I just didn't know those people. Um, but it just, it feels like there's a lot more people pushing a lot harder than ever before. Yeah. And I can't remember which episode of Perpetual Chess this was, but it was somebody who was totally debunking the studies. So they would agree with us, Kevin. I like it. It was like, you know, you hear, well, you know, you have neuroplasticity Hmm. when you're young. And so you don't have that when you're old. And so therefore kids are always going to be better than adults. He was like, okay, wait a second. (laughs) Like, do you want a fifth grader leading an army out to war? Like there, there are things that you want adults to do. Adult <clears throat> cognitive processes. Yeah. You actually have advantages, disadvantages, but also advantages mm-hmm. um, that, you know, when your learning is going to be more efficient, you don't, you don't think about, you know, the, the time that you have a kid is a pretty long range, right? So if you start when you're like five, well, you've had five years where you've done nothing but chess. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, granted, we don't have that much time as adults, so it's going to be different for us. Yeah. But I don't think it's less achievable. I'm with you, Kevin. I, I just, I don't buy it. And I, I just, I don't know. If I can get an LLM in securities from Georgetown, I mm. think I can improve at chess. I, I just, I'm <laughs> yeah. sorry. I, I just yeah. don't think it's that magical. I I, yeah. I agree. I think, yeah, anyway. I think it's time, it's effort, it's all these things. And I think what we haven't seen yet Like you just said, we see a lot of kids start at five and by the time they're 14, they're masters. That's a nine year time horizon. Yeah. I don't think we've seen this crop of really dedicated adults get a nine year window yet. Like Neil Bruce is only in like year four. I'm in year two. You know, you're in what year two? I'm I'm still finishing a year year and a half. So right now I'm six and a half years old. Yeah, exactly. I'm six and a half (laughs) years old. For a second hey, and a half year old, you're crushing it. Hey, you know, I I, I really feel good about it. Um, yeah. you know, kindergarten's gonna be great. You know, so I, yeah, I I do think that there's a new data set, uh, yeah. there's a new model um, that's gonna have to be applied. So we'll see. We'll see in eleven years who is right. Yeah, which is a lo- it's a long time frame, but it gives us a lot of time to debate it. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. know, and and a lot of time to you know give it a, give it a go. Yeah. Your beloved chess dojo apparently just had a dojo talks episode where they said they give Neil Bruce less than a 1% chance to become master. Oh, I bet Neil's in his house. Like really let's do this. Well, and and it's so funny too. And I like, like, you know, it is beloved dojo. They don't, they don't know me from Adam, but I I think highly of them, but that is so contradictory to their whole program. What is their program? If yeah. you do the work in the range of this cohort, you will graduate to the next cohort. Where yeah. do the cohorts go to? Master. Yeah. So if what they said is true, their whole program is bogus. <laughs> so if they're Uh-oh. listening, I'm just, just putting it out there. Got a contradiction here. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I did hear that Dojo Talks and hard. I the inconsistency was not lost on me. Yeah, I just think it's kind of hard, like once you've reached these titles and you just the data doesn't support a lot of adults getting it. I can see why they would say, like, 
you know, I know how much effort it took and I know what shape my brain had to be in. And I get it. Their perspective is it seems unlikely and the data says it's unlikely. But like we've been talking about, I just think the data is wrong. I mean, yeah. at least that's and, what I'm going to hang my hat on. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, like, sure, they could be right. They they know a million billion more things than I do about chess and what's they've taught for decades yeah. and they've seen all this stuff, uh, you know, so I get it too. I mean, yeah. You know who they haven't taught though. They haven't taught me. There you go. <laughs> Not directly. They taught me either, Kevin, right, exactly. uh, you know, just on their program. So, yeah. you know, they're missing some important data points. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, you said before that one thing you wanted to do was sort of give back. And we haven't talked a lot about this. I'm wondering, are you talking about your Lee Chess blog? Because your blog seems really detailed and amazing. Um, and I was just kind of curious, like, why? It seems like it would take a lot of time away from your chess study. It actually makes my chess study better. One, one of the things that, um, it, it's a fair observation. One of the things I've, I highlighted was community. And what I've learned is this blog, it, yeah, it is one of my forms of giving back. There are three forms that I put in kind of my mission statement is sharing my story, which is what the blog is all about. Yeah. Um, finances. Uh, you know, I, I have more than a lot of people are in this game, particularly in different areas of the world um, mm, cool. and what I've learned. Right. So I'm no expert, but I one of the things I love about the dojo is the plus, the minus and the equal, yeah. uh, you know, helping people who aren't yet where I am, which there are, there are a lot of those. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, and so those and I don't have all the specifics on that. So one of my friends is like, well, what does it mean? Are you going to finance people in India or whatever? What like, I don't know. But the but the blog is like my first step. Uh, and like uh, sponsoring people on, you can sponsor someone to do chess dojo, you know, so oh. like kind of baby steps towards those things. I don't have it all fleshed out, right. but you know, when it's not just about me and my chess and doing stuff like this, this is really fun, you know, like just getting yeah. out there, hopefully people are encouraged. Um, but yeah, but the blog's a lot of fun. It actually helps me memorialize my study mm -hmm. and I do it throughout the week. So when I have like something happen, like my chess dojo person flaked out on me, uh, we, you know, this, this week. And so I wrote like a couple sentences about that, or yeah. I'm learning something in tactics time. I'll just spend 15 seconds putting that in. And then by the end of the week, you, you know, it kind of adds up. Yeah. Okay. That does sound like a great way to do it. Cause when I looked at it, I was like, this looks like you sat down and took, you know, <clears throat> an hour and a half out of your chess time. Yeah, no, it's just like five minutes here, 10 minutes here. You know, okay. uh, when, when, to your point, when my brain's kind of not wanting to yeah. actual study, but kind of reflect on the study, which makes the study a little more intentional. Okay. That makes sense. And what's your Lee Chess name where people can see the blog? Yeah. Chess Dad 1979. Okay. Is that the year of your birth? It is. Wow. You're a lot younger than me. Okay. Yeah. I guess you <laughs> already said your age and you are yeah. a lot younger than me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we'll see if I have less chance of making it since my brain is so much older. My students keep asking me, are you going to be master? And I love to draw them a graph. It's like my brain's decline and how much better I have to get at chess. And like this line has to be bigger than this line. And they're always like, whoa, wow, you you really thought about this. <laughs> it's, it's not a given. Not a given. Okay. Um, you did say you have a chess coach, and I'm kind of curious. I feel like one of the cool things about the dojo is 
doesn't that remove the need for a chess coach? So what does a chess coach sort of give you in addition to what you're already getting out of the plan of the dojo? Yeah. So it's really great question. And, and my coach, um, the, the first coach I had was somebody who reached out to me on chess.com. They're a fide master. And it's like, Hey, do you want to coach? And I was like, sure, I, I'll try to coach. And we did it for a couple of weeks. And then like, I missed this intermezzo and he like started berating me. Uh, and I was like, you know, I think we're good. Bye. Um, but, but I had, I had got on Lee chess on a, and I did a simul. And it was this IM uh, in Ukraine. And, um, you know, of course, he bashed my head in. But, you know, I, I reached out and said, hey, he's taking students. Because that's a really good strategy for him getting students. And yeah. said, yes. And he's just been awesome. Great mannerism. Yeah. But one of the things in the dojo program is you have to review your games with someone who is 400 points or more higher than you. Gotcha. So it, yeah. it connects to the dojo program that way. But also, you know, going through games, he's going to give me tips and, you know, yeah. I don't talk to Jesse or Costa or, or David, right? Yeah. Um, but, you know, being able to just have in my life an IM who's looking at my games and, you know, and he's really, he came to my, he came to the first lesson with like 10 of my games with the key points oh, already wow. identified. So he's All very right. intentional. Um, and I, I can email you his Lee Chess stuff if anybody's looking, he's taking students. But, um, you know, I, he's just been extremely helpful and like thinking nobody would have, they wouldn't have told me, Hey, switch from the English to E4 just to learn some new concepts that, yeah. that wouldn't have come. And I would never have voluntarily done it, but <laughs> I think there's a lot of value to go through your games with someone who's a lot better than you, whether it's a coach or just somebody in the program, because yeah. um, they will help you see things you wouldn't otherwise see. I agree. My coach and I, that's the main thing we do, which makes yeah. me feel bad because he has all these amazing lessons. And it's like, yeah, when we have time, we do those. But the I think the main thing I get out of it is going through my games. And and I'm like, yeah, I played great. The engine says I played great. And he's like, no, you didn't. Yeah. Like, the yeah. engine's saying it's fine, but let's think about it. This is not a great move. And it's like, oh, yeah, you're right. Okay. So you get all these nuances, I feel like, from a hundred percent. And they, my coach is similar. Very good at putting you in your place. Like I'll have this game. I'll be really proud of it. Like, look, yeah. I made this movie. It's like, yeah, but you blundered here, there, 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 you know, it's like, okay. Um, all right. Yeah. It's like, I, so I played golf in college and one of my coaches, I asked him, he was also Tiger Woods coach. Oh, and wow. I asked him, I said, do I have a good swing? <laughs> and he responded. He said, David compared to what? <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was one of the most uh humbling i was like okay well okay compared to tiger woods no compared no. to a club player sure uh anyway same with chess that's funny okay that makes that makes a lot of sense i also think it's really interesting that the person who you didn't get along well with when they came after you over that intermezzo what i think is fascinating about coaching the same thing with like dating right it's like for some people that might have been exactly what they need it's the person right. who's like you messed up here. And then you're like, wow, I won't make that mistake again. Cause yeah. now it's like seared into my brain. Yeah. Well, that's clearly how he was taught. That's how he knew how to teach, but that's not how you teach me. <laughs> that's, yeah. And that's, I, I think that's so important is to be able yeah. to understand what works for you and yeah. not just be like, this guy's an FM. I have to stay with him. Even yeah. though this is the most miserable experience. It was like, I, I don't really want to pay money and feel bad about myself. <laughs> like I, this, this seems counterproductive. I don't, I don't think I want to do this anymore. Yeah. There's something that, that you said earlier where you said like your coach kind of humbles you a bit. 
What I really like about my coach is he's so good at lifting me up when I'm down and then sort of knocking me back a bit if I get too confident, right? It's like, you want to be in the middle. You want to be yearning to get better, but not berating yourself the whole time because you made a mistake. Like we make mistakes, it happens. I think like good coaches are good at reading people and what they need, right? More than like chess expertise, um, absolutely. And my coach is the same way. When I, when I lost that 97% game, I was like, I don't know, like, I don't know if they cheated or what. He's like, well, it doesn't matter if they cheated or didn't cheat. It's let's look at your game. Yeah. And like just those helpful perspectives and like you played a good game, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, some encouragement along the way is definitely needed. Yeah, I hear you. So it sounds like you've done quite a few tactics books. I was curious if you wanted to share, like, what are the tactics books you've done? Do you have like a ranking for them at all? Are there any where you're like, yes, people need to do this one. Yeah. This one really stood out. Yeah, no, no. I, three really stand out all from the dojo. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I used to just do them on like Lee Chess by themes. Oh. Um, and in that, you know, I tried to do like an hour a day each theme. Like my first coach gave me 12 themes that I needed to learn. That was helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting approach. Um, but tactics time has been my favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really has. And and it would be fine for somebody way lower too. I, I think I could have taken that book from, from day one. Um, everybody's like myself, first, actually, I like, I like doing low level tactics books just to kind of like, you know, reinforce stuff. And I, I really can't, it sounds like a very simple thing, but like that, the solution is in the next flip of the yeah. thing and you go to it right then. Like there's something powerful about that. And I don't know why more people don't do that. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, having to flip to the back of the book after you do a set of 20, like yeah. it's just annoying. Um, but everyone, everyone's first chess workbook yeah. um, is fantastic. I'd say the puzzles are like super easy, mm-hmm. except when you get to chapter 20, which is like combinations. And I wrote about that. In my, I mean, I that was like really more challenging where I was getting like 60 something percent right as opposed to a hundred, but it really helped. Um, Not in ratings, but in learning. Um, So I think that book is fantastic. And then uh, Susan Polgar's the third volume where there's defensive puzzles was really interesting. And both those books I think are really good at saying, okay, here's a concept kind of like a first book of Morphe where, you know, you have the rules you have the concept and then you play out, you know, 50 puzzles for that concept. So you kind of interact with it at a deep level. Um, those three all from um, the chess dojo have been my favorite, I, you know, the Polgar 5,000, whatever um, puzzles I'm doing that. Um, but I can't say I enjoy that, but I, I, you know, you know, Jesse says it's, it's really helpful. So I'm just, Right. I'm taking my medicine, man. As he yep. would say, I'm not skipping leg day, yep. but it's, it's, it's pain. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't enjoy it, but it, I do it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I got to agree that the Polgar learn the chest, learn chest the right way. Book three, specifically mastering defensive techniques. That is a masterful book. I totally could believe how good that book was. That so helpful. Yeah, like that book helped my daughter blunder less immediately. She did that book and just immediately started blundering less. Because when you see like defensive techniques, you might roll your eyes and be like, oh, okay, I'm not in the mood for like an eight move combo to save the game. That's not what that book is. No, no, that no, book no, is no, like, no. you've got a hanging piece, solve it. Yeah, 
Yeah. And like all the options in, in each of these situations, like identifying what the situation is and then, okay, you've got three options, not just one, like I got to move my piece, you know, like, okay, take a breath, all right, all right. several options and to practice those mm-hmm. uh, and all those puzzles was extremely helpful um, yeah. conceptually. And when you put everybody's first chess workbook and that together, I think you have a really nice landscape of kind of the the world of tactics yeah, on I an offensive and defensive side. I agree. It's like learning all the themes and motifs and then how to stop blundering, which is yeah. like what everyone wants to do. <laughs> Just blunder less. And then tactics time is random. So it's a nice kind of follow on to that to mm. where, okay, I'm not guided by some pattern, like anything's fair game. Gotcha. And I just, this is a real game. I have to find the best move. Um, and they are intentionally not like, you know, the woodpecker method, like this sack, 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 you know, whatever right. yeah. uh, their problems. It's, it's a little more down to earth. Okay. Interesting. So it sounds like it's almost like the next book you would say like, that, that's right. Yeah. And that's how they do it in the, in the program. Do that trio, you do the Giannato's book. Uh, you do Polgar's book and then you do tactics time. And now you've got a pretty good handle on tactics and you're ready. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's some logic to it. Okay. Excellent. Um, I guess the last question I have is how about resources? Are there any other resources you want to point to that you've used a lot? I haven't really heard anything about chessable. I haven't heard anything about end games, strategy books. Have we not quite got there yet? Uh, are there, or is there anything you want to point to? Yeah, no, it's a great question. I think uh, as far as strategy, I'm I'm working through, you know, a first book of Morphe. I've right. done logical chess move by move. If you're a beginner, great. I think a really helpful book um, by Trinov and, and the most instructive games ever played working through that right now. Okay. I'm pretty early in it, but I, I, I like it. Um, as far so those are kind of the only haven't really gotten there a lot i i want to get to simple chess i I bought it a while ago it's back there Mm. it's on i think the next cohort um but as far as in-game silman um you know of course my my friend was a silman guy so he got me the in-game manual and i've worked through the first two chapters that's a good choice it's a really really helpful book it's kind of like the whole dojo approach where you know broken up by rating which i think is is really helpful um, of course, like any person who didn't know what I was doing, I went on Chessable and bought an opening course on the English uh-huh. uh, from the Ginger GM, yep. which I had no business. I mean, it, it was so above my level. It was a complete waste. I bought the videos like a hundred. I got it when it was half off. It was like a hundred something dollars that I'll never see. Uh, yep. I bought one on the King's Indian by some other grandmaster. That was a complete waste of money. Um, I went on Gotham chess and bought like several of his courses, which weren't helpful for me. I'm, I'm sure he's, he's mm-hmm. great and his content's great. But for me, it, I think I bought a Carol Khan course again. It just wasn't for my level. Like yeah. um, you should just go off opening principles. Okay. Um, but, but anyway, I, I think that would, uh, that's about the gambit for okay. me. On. I, I guess uh, I do want to follow up on that real quick. So with your openings, do you have a repertoire or do you just kind of like, I play E4 I use opening principles. I know a couple things. Uh, how was your opening? That's it right now. So okay. I, when I when I had when I did English, I'd been playing it for a year. I did go through a lot of the course. Okay. I wouldn't say I understood the moves, but I had memorized lines, so oh. I could get six or seven moves without turning my brain on. Yeah. But I didn't know what to do from there, of course, okay. which so I'd get crushed in the middle game because I didn't I didn't really know what to do next. But now, yeah, it's just like. Um, E4, 
see what happens. Uh, ah. If they play E4, I play E5. Let's see what happens. Just opening principles. D4, I play D5. Let's see what happens. C4, I play C5. Let's just see what happens. Ah. So it's 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 all zero what? theory. If they all... play A4, are you playing A5? You know, I'll probably just put a pawn in the middle and okay. see what happens. You that know, why not? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, just kind of, it's what Dojo wants is they hate when people like me have studied theory. And so what this did was kind of in alignment with their view okay. too. throw all of it away and start over just on principles. So I understand the moves I'm making, or at least it may be good or bad, but at least I have a thought behind yeah. it. And then you also have something in the future as well, as you sort of, level up and and graduate to some more levels eventually it'll be like okay let's work out a basic repertoire right you yeah. don't need to go out and buy the hundred dollar course maybe you get you know a a plans for e4 type course yeah like that yeah yeah there there is other moves than uh than e5 uh but you know that's that's all i'm going with now i'm just just uh you know the most active uh, type thought that i could have so okay. Yeah, well, it sounds like then the uh, uh, Morphe book is perfect, right? Yeah, just absolutely. It just, play it E4 and came... crush people. Yeah, yeah, or be crushed. Uh, get stuck in the million traps I don't know about. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's... Uh, Sounds it's, fun. Yeah, it is. It is kind of fun to start over. Yeah. Knowing a little more this time, but not a lot more. Yeah, okay. So you talked on Perpetual Chess about Amateur's Mind. What was it then that drew you to talk about that if you haven't really focused that much on strategy books did, was there just something about that book that really connected with you no it was um so you know a, a patreon supporter of of the pod and you know he has hey if anybody wants to do this yeah and it, it wasn't really about the book other than i had a connection with silman because i had read several of his books that i had no business reading i hadn't read that one oh, okay. um but i was like hey you know it's a chance to be on this podcast it's like my favorite podcast amazing. hang out with yeah. ben for a little bit and and talk about silman who i really do admire okay. um so it was, it was more about just kind of putting myself in an uncomfortable situation and having fun with it okay That's but cool. it was it was a great read i mean a lot of the kind of deeper concepts were above me but he's yeah. hilarious uh you yeah. know and so was, all we did was talk about quotes because uh I, I wasn't really qualified to talk about the deep principles so gotcha. um that's really entertaining read yeah he says some funny things about his students ideas i like it yeah he he is not afraid to <laughs> criticize them <laughs> i would love to be in that book and then be like what i never said that and he's like <laughs> You really you, did. It was yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I'm going to go get the cattle prod. Uh, <laughs> my favorite, one of my favorites. Yep. Well, David, thanks so much for coming on. I feel like yeah. we learned a lot. Um, I think the biggest takeaway is your claim. Now, we'll have to see if everyone can make this happen, that you can carve out more time. Now, you might have to make sacrifices. You might not to get to play as many video games. You might not get to watch as much Netflix. But if you really want, you can carve out some time. So maybe this is that week where you take on that experiment. If you really want more chess time, carve out another half hour a day. See what happens. Um, I think that's a really important statement to figure out how much do you value this versus the other things you're doing. You may find you don't miss Netflix at all. You may find without Netflix, you're lost. You have to have your Netflix time. I don't know. So good stuff, David. 
Um, where do you suggest people try to reach you if they want to follow up with you? Yeah, yeah. Lee Chess, uh, Chess Dad, 1979. Um, one of the greatest things about being on Perpetual Chess is all these folks were reaching out. And I, I know a lot more chess players. So hopefully that happens here too. Yeah, would love to chat, encourage you, play a game, whatever. Okay, awesome stuff. Well, everybody, I hope this is that week for you where you gain all your rating points. And if it's not, and you're plateauing like the rest of us, it's not all about rating, right? There's a lot going on here. We can just do the work. We can help other people like David is doing. We can do all kinds of stuff. And uh, if you are stuck, don't worry. Come back next week. We'll have another guest for you. And I'll see you all next time. Goodbye, everybody.